Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as guaranteed for success as Niels Peterson coming off the bench, fantasy advice as sweet as an Anthony Modest first-time volley, and pundits who are both feeling the after-effects of one of their worst match days of the season. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 31. And joining me as ever, it is the fantasy Fußball got Flo. Flo, I've got to ask, have you recovered from the shocking realization that you are in fact human yeah that's that's pretty shocking yeah although although i have to say that was not the worst that happened to me on sunday so yeah i I forgot to bring on christopher trimmel uh, after bremen lost against wolfsburg and i realized it like 15 minutes into the the union game yeah he, he had a decent game so i have 10 points on my bench would have helped me uh, on that match day to a score of 132. And all in all, I made 125, What, which wasn't that bad if you consider that I bought player Her- and Hermann uh, for that match day and that didn't work out at all. Well, you, you weren't the only one that made a mistake this weekend. I made quite a panicky buy on Friday night after the lineups came in and I realized I didn't have a whole lot of cash knocking about, but I made the plunge and got rid of Lewandowski, which I thought was a good idea. And then somewhere in the back of my head, I remember seeing a tweet from Borussia Dortmund with a nice smiling Erling Haaland uh, saying that he was enjoying training. And I thought, you know what? I'll go for a real outside of the box gamble. I brought in Erling Haaland. Of course, he wasn't in the matchday squad. So you weren't the only one that made mistakes this weekend. Don't worry about that. And we hope listeners didn't make too many mistakes either out there but uh, on the note of the TFF Pokal which we should get on to much like Zabrücken and Frankfurt, my cup dream died, unfortunately, uh, after failing to turn around a one-goal first-leg deficit. But congratulations to Il Diavolo, Korosh, Whitesworn FC and FC Hartshausen Hazatal for making it into the final four. Uh, a message to you four is to get in touch with Haymarket Second. He's not just the TFF Pokal creator and organiser, but he also makes a mean, and I mean mean, football figurine. And he'd love you to get in touch so that he can actually send you a pic of one of his collections. So I've retweeted his tweet on the Talking Foosball account and my personal account. So head there for details and then you can get in touch with him directly to to acquire your figurine. Uh, Flo and I both got gifted one last season, which definitely hold pride of place. So yeah, I would highly recommend doing that. For now, let's crack on with some listener questions in part one. Uh, And there's only one question to start the show with because it's the question on everyone's mind ahead of this weekend. It's whether to invest in Schalke. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's... (laughs) It's actually, I'll use a, I'll use a listener question. It came in from at Logan Jurgens. He says, how do I spend all this Lewandowski cash after Timo Werner? Who were the top four forwards? And this is it, Flo. Thomas Muller suspended, uh, Alassane Player suspended, Robert Lewandowski suspended. There's a lot of cash flow going around the Bundesliga fantasy world right now. And how do people best use it up front? Yeah, I wish I could say that you made the right move with bringing in Haaland. But the problem is we're not sure if he's going to play at Dusseldorf or not. So that that's makes that a really risky proposition. If he were 100%, he would be on top of my shopping list. But I actually don't expect him to play. I mean, wh- what has Dortmund really to play for? They are seven points clear of uh, the fifth place, which meaning basically they qualified for the Champions League. 
Bayern won't slip seven points in the last four games. I think that's like there has to happen a lot more than just Lewandowski and Müller being suspended. So I think the one striker you can look at at Dortmund is Torgan Hazard. He's expensive, but with Lewandowski cash, that's not the biggest problem. 19.7 million. I think he's a decent pick. All in all, I think it's tough to navigate strikers this week. It's, it's not the easiest pickings. Uh, other guys I have on my list uh, I like both Cologne strikers, Cordoba and Oot. Cordoba is 12.4 million. Oot is 10.9. And I actually like Oot to bounce back against Union Berlin at home just because I also expect a lot of set pieces in that match because Union likes to dig in. And I think there can be value in, in Oot uh, this week, especially that way. Another high-priced guy you can look at is Wout Wechost of Wolfsburg, 17.7 million. They're playing at home against Freiburg. I think that's a very decent matchup. I mean, Freiburg got lucky against Gladbach for the umteens time this season. They, they're having a great campaign, but they also have like free games where I, I remember, at, uh, I think at Frankfurt, they conceded 34 shots. And still drew that match. And so even if Wolfsburg isn't getting a, a result, I expect a few shots at goal or many shots at goal uh, of Freiburg. And that's a good thing in uh, the fantasy realm. That's why Vejos is interesting. And another guy I threw out, that's the fifth option. And I myself have player and Lewandowski and will bring in two of these five guys I talked about. And the last one is... Musa Diaby of Bayer Leverkusen, they're playing at Schalke. 12.3 million is the price tag. I don't feel sure about Alario or Folland because I don't know if any of these two guys are in the starting lineup. If we get confirmation of some sorts, these two would uh, jump Diaby in uh, my personal rankings. But... Uh, as long as we don't get that, I think Diaby is safe to start and uh, is a pretty decent option for a reasonable price tag. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've covered a lot of bases there, but I fully agree with you. This, the Sunday fixtures for strikers are a bit of a headache. Folland Delario is one. Yeah. Now, Folland came off the bench in, you know, the, the Pokal in midweek and got like half an hour under his bench. And I was wondering whether that was Boss just testing the waters to see whether he was ready. And he looked sharp, to be honest. He looked very sharp. So I think there is a possibility of him coming into the starting lineup, but it is a risk. And then, of course, the Mainz Augsburg game. Uh, I mean, if, if you want a real budget buster, which I'm not sure you need, when you've got the Lewandowski player Muller money but Tyro Awani has actually been playing well and he's uh, what cost you under 5 million but you look at someone like Jean-Philippe Mateta Quaison um, or maybe even a Florian Niederlechner and the, the risk that is associated with all of those is ginormous um, and so yeah that's making making life a little bit difficult and then Mate Mateusz Kunja was the maybe, other one maybe one name yeah. sorry James Go, I yeah. forgot to mention is Vedat Ibizovic of Fata uh, at home against Frank. well this is it I was going to say Kunja if we knew he was recovered from his his concussion yeah. I'd say he's great option I don't expect that I think it's it was his third concussion in the time span of a few months and uh, I, I don't expect like there's no reason why should have to rush him back he's a, a key player for them moving forward and I don't expect him Ibizovic is 8.6 million he's not very likely to give you 90 minutes of action but if Frankfurt 
like is showing their kind of football they played at home against Mainz. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, by the way. Then it's easy pickings for, for Hertha against Frankfurt. And that's the only reason why I didn't mention Andre Silva, because apart from that, he would be a great option. But I'm just not feeling confident with Frankfurt folding the season already. And we're not, I'm not sure what's going to happen after now they, they're like, they're out of the cup. So there's no cup game on their mind. And clearly the Bayern game was on their mind when they played Mainz. And uh, that's not the case anymore. Still, I want to get at least see at least one good performance out of them um, before I invest in them because they actually have a pretty good schedule uh, running in. But I don't trust them right now. Yeah, I think that is that is the the issue that we can't trust a lot of teams and a lot of players actually right now in in certain respects okay let's move on to the next question then i mean we're going to be having discussions about players throughout this show so if we haven't covered a player that maybe you've got in the back of your mind don't worry uh, they may still come up but i'll move on to the next question it's from at fpl underscore neil now he was a little late in getting his question in last time so i was intent on getting it in this time the difficulty is he sent in a photo of his team and he's asked for our uh, opinions now he's asked uh, he's got player and muller so he's getting rid of those he's asking what we think of harvats and harland you've given your thoughts on Haaland already. How about Harvard's flow? Yeah, he's also questionable. He didn't uh, travel with the team to Saarbrücken, but uh, Peter Bosch said it's a cautionary measure. He could have played if it, like, that's, if it were a more important <laughs> yeah, game. That's, yeah, he didn't say <laughs> yeah. that, but it was basically it. They play, they're playing the, the semi-final of the cup match, but it was against a fourth-tier club. And that club, hasn't played competitive football for like three months. Yeah, not 94 days. Bundesliga and the second division already started, but the first division, they're not playing. So, I mean, the likelihood of Saarbrücken getting a result against Leverkusen, even without Harvards, were slim. And that's why he didn't feature in that match. I think he's going to be back on the weekend, but there's a slight risk. But Harvard's definitely a guy to think about, especially because uh, of that standalone uh, kickoff time at Schalke. Um, that's a good thing. So Harvard's definitely good. Haaland, the risk would be too high for my taste because I, I don't really expect him in the starting lineup. But that could change if we get some more news on him um, until the Friday night kickoff. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. I think Harvard's, I could see him coming back, but maybe not completing the full 90 minutes. And yeah, I think that was it. When Zabrucken's head coach, Lukas Kwasniak, was talking about his team and their motto being, be nasty, but be fair. I think it was maybe a smart move not to risk not to risk Kai Harvard's in that game. Uh, he also asked whether there are any other changes he should make. And this is hard for the other listeners that, of course, haven't seen his team. But I, I'll just, I'll leave it here. I would say definitely upgrade Rainer, uh, because right now he's a guy that's not in the starting lineup. And yes, you've got some other players that are cheap and may not score big points, but at least right now it looks like they're going to be in the starting lineup. I'm talking about Pekarik, I'm talking about Lenz. So hopefully that helps uh, FPL Neil. We'll move on to the next question though, uh, which is from at AK underscore FPL one. He said, which option would you go for, Flo? Baumgartner to Harvets or Ben Zabaini to Kimmich? That's, that's pretty tough. Well, I actually prefer, I think, Benzebaini to Kimmich right now, um, especially since Baumgartner is playing on a Friday evening. So you, you know what's his points tally going into the weekend. That's an advantage 
with Benzema Ini, I, I, it's tough. It's tough playing at Munich right now. And even without Lewandowski and Müller, I, I would love to have no Gladbach player in my squad for this match day. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you. I mean, Benzabini, of course, did score a brace against Bayern earlier this season. You know, one head, one head of one penalty, but... But there were Kovac Bayern. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. That was a very different Bayern and in very no, different circumstances. No, no, I think it wasn't, but uh, still, it was after, shortly after the demise of Kovac. I'm mistaken there, but oh, you know, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you are right, yeah. you are right, but yeah. yeah, I mean, again, you know, you're on home soil, you've got the fans behind you. It's a slightly different environment than you going to an empty Allianz Arena with this Bayern side, who right now, as you pointed out earlier, Flo, look virtually unbeatable. Um, so yeah, I would, I would agree with you, and actually, that leads us nicely into the next question. From it's a three part question from Addy underscore Balaram. We've answered the first part, which is is Benzabayini worth holding on to? I would say if if you've got better priorities, prioritize other transfers I, I would certainly I, I wouldn't necessarily be looking to hold on to him but the second part of his question flow is do we expect Baumgartner to continue in a very attacking role post Schroeder yeah because of course yeah Alfred Schroeder has been let go as, as Hoffenheim head coach this week we're wondering how they're exactly going to shape up the good news is it's a Friday fixture so you will have the lineups but what are your thoughts flow yeah I think I mean they got a lot of injury issues in the attacking department. And I think that's one reason why he featured there, but he done enough to, to show that he's really good playing there. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about Baumgartner's role. Yeah, no, I, w- I would agree with that. The third part of his question is, is there, and we've touched on this already, but is there any uh, Leverkusen forward midfielder other than Harvard's worth bringing in for the remaining games? Uh, you've mentioned Diaby already, but is anyone else kind of floating around flow? I mean, Kerem Demibay had three assists or basically had a big hand in all three goals for Leverkusen in midweek. But are we still struggling with the fact that they don't actually have a lot of attractive prospects outside their big names? Yeah, especially because they're doing a lot of rotation. So if I'm investing in a midfielder not Harvard's, and it's, that would be Florian Wirtz, because he's pretty cheap, 3.1 million. He's the youngest goal scorer in Bundesliga history right now. And Bellarabi is questionable for the Schalke game. And I think if Bellarabi is out for that match, Wirtz has very high likelihood of being in the starting lineup at Schalke. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It looked like he did his hamstring against Saarbrücken, which is not the first time this season either for Bellarabi so I'd be very very surprised uh, if he is yeah. available uh, or even in the matchday squad yeah only problem is that it's the last kick of time and it's a nasty decision if Wurtz is on the bench to start the game mm. so you bring him in for a player who has five points or not that's that's not not a very uh, easy decision to make no it's that's not. That's what makes me uh, a bit nervous to bring in Wurtz. Um, but otherwise, I think he's a um, pretty, pretty decent choice uh, for you. No, I'd agree with that. I mean, I, I'm always someone that when it's a five-pointer and you've got someone on the bench like Wurtz, who basically, especially in the current climate with five substitutes, is virtually guaranteed to come on at some point. I would I would still say gamble. But then that's just me. Um, I like a gamble. Um, okay, we'll move on to the next question. It's from our good friend at Ignatius Brian L1. He's asking, are the set-piece kings, Max and Brzezinski, essential this week? I think both are very good options. And I probably actually would prefer Brzezinski just because... Uh, of his price tag. Oh. Yeah. 
I mean, Brzezinski is sitting at 9.1 million, and I have uh, to make a quick check of Max's price tag because I don't have it, uh, but I think it's more it's than 13. Thir- 13.3. 13.3. Yeah. 13.3. So they're 4 million apart, and that's uh, is giving me the, the slight nod to Max. Uh, if money isn't an issue, I probably would prefer uh, Max. Uh, just because of the next fixture. So they're playing against each other this week. I think that could go either way. I think it's a fine matchup for both players. But next, uh, on the next uh, fixture, Mainz is playing at Dortmund and Augsburg is playing at home against Hoffenheim. And that's why I would prefer Max in that scenario. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I mean, Max was in brilliant form um, against Köln in terms of fantasy form and also goal-scoring form, getting that uh, last-minute equaliser. The the one concern I'd say with Max is that if Eduard Löwen comes back into the Augsburg starting lineup, he will likely share set-piece duties as opposed to having his name on pretty much every free kick and corner uh, that Augsburg have. But I, I think I'm leaning certainly myself towards bringing Max in over Brzezinski uh, this weekend. Uh, second part of Ignatius Bryan's question flow is, can you give me one boom or bust player from every position? So I think uh, Max and uh, Brzezinski are actually are not quite in that boat because both are pretty safe, but uh, yeah, could definitely fit the bill. Uh, I would say Ismail Jacobs of Cologne in defense for 1.7 million. He can wreak attacking rewards, uh, but can also have quiet games. So he's, he's, he's not touching the ball a lot. I think under 30 times he was on the ball uh, at Augsburg still managed to get 12 points. So that's that's a good haul. If we're looking at midfield, uh, I, I want to mention a, a Bremen name, but... Uh, I, I, I was going to say Bittencourt. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the one I was thinking about. Bittencourt is the one. Definitely boom or bust. You could go with a guy like Renato Steffen for less money. He's 9.4. Bittencourt is 11.7. But you, you want a boom or bust, so I, I need you to give a player who has also a chance to actually bust. And, and, and I think picking Renato Steffen, for instance, is probably pretty safe. Yeah, he's got he's got a good baseline, Renato Steffen, when he's in the, the Wolfsburg yeah. starting lineup. Up, up front, I'm, I'm going with Ron Cordoba, 12 points. 4 million, because he can be very involved in shots or not. Uh, but uh, I like Cologne to get a win against Unorn at home. You know what? And I'm going to throw out, uh, I'll throw out one. No, you know what? No, I'll save it. There's one name that I do have on my lips for a boom or bust in the striker role. I'll save it for my player picks later, uh, Brian, and do it that way. But let's move on to the next question. Um, It's from at j.queralt, who asks, Kastenmeier is my only playing goalkeeper at this moment. Is it crucial that I rectify that um, by switching Schubert to Luter? Now, we touched on this last week, but let's do it again. Uh, It's fair to say goalkeepers steer clear, right, Flo? Yeah, unless you you feel you you can't improve your team by other transfers and you've got like the money and the free transfer to do it, then I would think about it. But the advantage of having do- uh, two goalkeepers stops in two match days. Like match day 33 and 34, we got all games kick off at the same time. So you have to decide between your goalkeepers anyway. So you you getting an advantage having two goalkeepers that actually start for just two match days. And that would probably not be worth uh, the effort 
uh, unless it's like you, like when I did my goalkeeper change two match days ago, I just felt every move I can make with a budget I, I do is basically a sideways move. And then why do it? Uh, then you can make a change uh, at the goalkeeper position. But it's definitely, would definitely not be a priority for me. Yeah, that's it. And with Kastenmeier, I think, I mean, look, the worst case scenario, he gets he gets minus points and you, you get rid of him out of your team so that the minus points go away, which I we yeah. should point out is possible in the Bundesliga fantasy game. You can actually end the match day without 11 players on the pitch and still yeah. have your points count. And you have, if you have Schubert, you don't have to do 11 players. You can bring on Schubert then. Oh, that's, yeah, actually true. Yeah, very true. Because yeah. he's playing on the last uh, kickoff time. No, very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, we also saw with Kastenmeier against Bayern, even though they lost big, um, he could still pick up uh, points, even if it was just a couple, you know. And and for, for a player of his price in the goalkeeping position, which has a very low ceiling anyway, as you know, on most match days, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, then final question from at FF underscore Vader. And I should say, uh, if your question hasn't popped up in part one, don't worry, it may pop up in part two. But at FF underscore Vader is asking Flo whether we'll be reciprocating the efforts of many of our new listeners by trying new things and joining the Fantasy Premier League to finish off the season. Now, I can say I have been playing the Fantasy Premier League since 2006. There's actually a Talking Foosball League. So if you, you search Talking Foosball, all one word, you can find a league with that I set up a couple of years ago. I'm personally having a terrible season. The question is, Flo, you're not in the game. Are you considering it? Yeah, I'm considering it. I, I thought about it. I've got, I've got a little itch and uh, maybe try something different and... Um, from all the guys who got in touch uh, via Twitter and what I've been reading, it has to be fun, uh, I think, uh, play, playing the game. Problem is, I'm, I'm really lost. I mean, I, I know that Alan Shearer is a, is a good player <laughs> in the Premier League, but apart from that, my knowledge is it's not up to speed, I have, I have to say. so. Yeah, uh, David, David Beckham, Alan Shearer, yeah. those, those are the types. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, this is it. This will be great then. If you do get involved, all of a sudden the, the script flips and you're going to be having to ask all our listeners questions to get their expertise on the Fantasy Premier League. So I think that that could be a nice role reversal, actually. Yeah. Well, if like if I find the, the, the time, because um, you know that I'm a competitive guy, James. If, if I'm... If I'm joining, I, I, I'm I'm not doing that to just like uh, be uh, middle of the road. <laughs> I, 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 I want to have a good team that's kicking ass, and I'm not I'm not sure I'll, I'll be able to do that. But well, I yeah. think it could be an interesting experiment for you for the final couple of match days in the Premier League, and then maybe if it gives you enough of an itch, uh, we can get you fully involved at the start of next season as well, which would be something. But yeah, yeah. okay, we will leave it there. I, I'm definitely open. Good. For I'm, it. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. But okay, let's leave it there for part one. Uh, we'll come back in part two where we'll be looking through the fixture list with a couple more questions, a few statistics for you uh, to bear in mind. So join us again in just a jiffy. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Now, as you know, there are four games left in the season, or four match days, I should say, uh, left in the season, which is quite a headache. But uh, we've got some tasty fixtures on the docket for match day 31, starting with that Friday night game, Hoffenheim against Leipzig. Now, this is actually one of the highest scoring fixtures in Bundesliga history. Of course, Leipzig and Hoffenheim, too, as the more recent inductees into Germany's top flight over the last decade. Uh, but the eight competitive games 
games between these two teams have resulted in 29 goals. That's nearly four a game, which is quite an impressive record. And Hoffenheim have let their head coach, Alfred Schroeder, go. We're wondering exactly how they're going to line up. Nagelsmann against his former club. He's got to be relishing the prospect here. And for fantasy owners, flow, this could be quite a nice game to get involved in if you're not involved already. Yeah, that's definitely a matchup I'm not shying away for either side, uh, though I wouldn't invest in Hoffenheim uh, for that match. Still think Leipzig's a better squad, but I'm I'm not necessarily looking to sell any Hoffenheim assets uh, for that match. Um, I'm not afraid of Leipzig. And I think one bit that's, uh, yeah, I think it, it shows that something was wrong in Hoffenheim between Schroeder and Alexander Rosen, who's the sporting director uh, of the club. They had an argument about Pavel Kadarabek not being in the squad yeah. <laughs> out of personal reasons. Uh, we talked about that and we said we didn't know, we don't know what, what happened there. And the personal reason was that the dog of Pavel Kadarabek was very ill. And that was the reason that Kadarabek said he, he doesn't want to play. And Schroeder was not having it, uh, it and was angry about it. And, and Rosen was more supportive of the player. And that's one of the reasons they fell out. And yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's not funny if you're the, the dog owner, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, uh, a story we, we not have. Uh, heard often in the context of professional football. No, absolutely. One of the more unique excuses I've ever heard for missing a match day. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, the people, uh, Flo, will have Timo Werner. They'll have the likes of Nkunku, maybe Angelino as well. Some may have even gone for Schick last week. Is there anyone that's kind of off the radar that you'd look to if they popped up in the lineup on Friday night? You know, a, you know I'm thinking a Kevin Campbell, maybe if he pops back into the starting lineup, would he interest you as an outside bet? Uh, it would only interest me if my assets I have of Leipzig are not playing. Mm. So right now I've got Sabitzer and Nkunku in the squad. If they're not playing, the guys who replace him, them are definitely interesting. Um, Kampel with his price tag of 9.1 probably especially. But uh, maybe if for some reason Hannes Wolf gets a start, for 6.5 million, the Leipzig midfielder, attacking midfielder. I, I don't see that happening, but that would be something that might change my outlook uh, on Leipzig players. But apart from that, still think that Nkunku and Sabitzer are the best option in midfield. If you're looking defense, Angelino, if he's not playing and Mukiele is playing not as a center-back, but uh, as, a, as a wing-back, then he would be interesting for 9.9 million. Did pick up 12 points against Paderborn, so uh, he, he he knows how to score fantasy fantasy points. No, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, their result was quite a shock, but um, and Nkunku's returns were definitely a bit of a blow to a lot of players, I'm sure. But yeah, that, we're hoping that they bounce back. And as we said, with the amount of goals that this game averages, uh, there should be a good chance of good fantasy returns for it. Okay, let's move on to the next game, uh, the Saturday 3.30 games, uh, starting with Fortuna Dusseldorf against Dortmund. Now, the returning, they say the returning, this was on Bundesliga.com's website, so the returning Erling Haaland has scored 10 goals at a rate of one every 76 minutes. That fills me with hope. But the problem is there is still a big question mark, Flo. So who would you be banking on in the Dortmund ranks here? Yeah, definitely Jaden Sancho. I mean, he had a bad game, still did pick up 10 points last week. That just shows you what an enormous flaw Sancho has. 
uh, I think he's he's the best uh, option. Oh, actually, Flo, yeah. can I can I just interrupt? Because you're right, and I just I've just quickly gone on Twitter. Favre has given his press conference. Yeah. He says that Erling Haaland has been able to do everything in training yesterday, and he said it okay. looks good. Oh, that muddies, Does that change yeah, things? Yeah, that muddies the water. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I can't give you a quick reaction. Oh, Haaland is definitely so. I'm putting him down. As, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, notes, I'm not saying what, but before you you can do, I'll I get a hand on our script and yeah, done. Uh, great. Yeah, definitely interesting. And Haaland is is a poster boy of a boom or bust choice. So going back to the question we got earlier, that's definitely making Torgan Hazard less interesting for nine point nineteen point seven million. I think he'll stay in the squad. It's it's just like if I can spend five million less for a player who's more likely to score if he's on the pitch, uh, I probably do that every time. So Haaland definitely jumping a lot of guys on my shopping list right now. <laughs> there you go. Like live reactions on Talking Football Fantasy here. I love it. No, I thought I thought I saw that his press conference, um, we, I mean, we're recording in the afternoon, but I thought I saw it was earlier. So I just thought I'd check. So there you go. Maybe uh, a change of plans and maybe my Haaland pick from last weekend may not be so disastrous uh, as I thought it was. Um, okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add for this fixture? Yeah. I'm, I mean, Hakimi, everyone knows that, uh, won't touch Düsseldorf assets. Uh, although Zutna had a <laughs> really, really good game, uh, last week and it's definitely a great budget option moving forward. Um, uh, but just for the last two match days, not before that, because they're playing now Dortmund and, uh, next match day, they're playing at Leipzig. So, uh, time to invest in Düsseldorf assets is the 33rd match day no if you don't have the money for Sancho you can look at Guerrero as a cheaper option in midfield for 14.6 million but these are known quantities and you just have to pick and choose all are great options I think Sancho is um, the greatest one yeah, I mean, they, they beat Dusseldorf 5-0 early this season, but the context of this game, as you say, Dortmund are pretty much, you know, guaranteed Champions League football. Uh, the title race is probably beyond them, whereas Dusseldorf are scrapping for their lives at the bottom. The context of this game has certainly changed, and I wonder whether the result will as well. But let's move on to the next game, Wolfsburg against Freiburg. Uh, nine of Wout Weghorst's team-high 12 goals have been scored away from home. Uh, the Wolves have also picked up a club record 27 points on the road, but it's worth noting that Freiburg coach Christian Streich is undefeated in three games against Wolfsburg. So if you're dipping into this market, where would you be looking, Flo? I would be looking at Wolfsburg players. So Freiburg didn't convince me really against Gladbach. And uh, I think if they get a result here, it's a close-edged uh, fort where they got not many shots on goal, but are really efficient. That's the way that Freiburg is winning. And unfortunately, that's not very good in a fantasy sense. That's why I would look at Wolfsburg players. Mbabu for 9.9 .9 million is a good option in defense. Arnold and Stefan are like as midfielders. Arnold is a premium option for 16.1 million. Stefan for 9.4. And up front, we've got Vejos with 17.7 million. All good options. I'm not sure that I will bring in one of them because I like other matches just a bit more. But I don't think it's a bad choice. Uh, 
and Wolfsburg is a, is a wild card. We've seen that throughout the season, and uh, they definitely can have a much bigger game than we expect here. But also, they can fall short. Yeah, that's. I mean, we talk about boom or bust players. Wolfsburg are that in team form, I think it's fair to say. We never really know what to expect from them. I think Arnold is like as safe as you can get. Mm, yeah. Just because of his set-piece duties and his involvement and getting shots off 30 yards out. Uh, he's pretty safe, I think. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Paderborn against Bremen. Now, Bremen, uh, well, you can close your ears here, Flo, if you want, Uh, but they've got the most goal-shy attack in the league. They've only scored 30 goals this season, while Paderborn have the leakiest defence with 62 conceded. So maybe this is the time uh, to get a bit trigger-happy in front of goal for Bremen. And we've got two listener questions. Yeah, but you're actually wrong there. That's an old stat. Oh, is it? Yeah, Bremen has the least amount of goals. They three clear of Paderborn and Düsseldorf with 30 goals, but they also have the leakiest defense because they're standing now at 63 goals against. And uh, Paderborn has just 62. Paderborn and Mainz both are at 62. You're right. They, You are right. I, I shouldn't have doubted you, but you are right. So yeah, okay. Just scrap my stat. Um, but either way, Paderborn do have a very leaky defense. So I, I think it's quite unique to be the worst attack and the worst yeah, well, defense. Yeah, unfortunately, those aren't the type of records well, that you really want this season. <laughs> well, if it's the only records I get, why not? <laughs> okay, but let, let's ask. I've got two listener questions. I'll bundle them into one. Uh, one is from Korosh for you. He's asking, as a Veda expert, what can we expect and what are the best attacking options in this game? And at stats underscore don't underscore lie, uh, he says, is it Rashica time? No. Uh, I mean, Kofert said about Rashica, it's not out of the question that he can play at Paderborn. That doesn't sound like an endorsement of Rashica's chances of getting back on the pitch. So uh, he did pick up a knock at Schalke and that was re-aggravated uh, against Frankfurt. Didn't play against Wolfsburg at all. Wasn't in a match squad. He's not 100%. And that's why I won't go there. Only option... There's no attacking option. Uh, I would go uh, with Bremen and just because I don't feel sure about Rashica, wouldn't touch Selke or Sargent right now. So we talked about Bittencourt in midfield, 11.7 million. Very, very risky. But if, if a guy can pay off big, like Bittencourt is the likeliest option. But there are also actually uh, two pretty decent uh, defending choices, which sounds weird from the league's defense, but it's Augustinsson and Gebru Selassie. Augustinsson is 8.1 million, Gebru Selassie 8.2. I personally prefer Augustinsson over Gebru Selassie. Um, he had a very, very good game against Wolfsburg. 14 points for Augustinsson. 11 still for Gebru Selassie. So both were pretty involved in the attacking play. Basically are playing as, a, as, as wingers. Because Bremen has to score goals. And that's why Augustinsson got the knot in front of Friedel, just because of his attacking prowess. And I think he will be the starting left back at Paderborn for Bremen and has to do a lot of putting crosses in the box. And and, and also uh, he, he's taking over set-piece duties. So that's two things he's got in his locker. Gabriel Selassie doesn't have that. The set piece duty, but he's a goal threat um, after set pieces. So uh, both can work out. Augustinsson, I prefer a little more. 
but uh, Gebre Selassie also fine choice. Yeah, you know what? I'd agree with that. Gebre Selassie is an attacking threat at all times. He loves attacking a, a corner and is a very good player in the air, actually, for right back. It's quite surprising. Uh, let's move on. Hertha against Frankfurt. Now, Hertha have picked up 10 of a possible 15 points since appointing Bruno Labbadia. Uh, he has faced Frankfurt 11 times as a coach without suffering defeat. Five wins, six draws. That bodes well. We've mentioned Vedad Adebisevic. Is there anyone else on the shopping list from this one? Uh, tough to say. I think uh, Pekarik is still a good uh, budget option for two million. But apart from him, yeah, well, no, Maxi Mittelstedt. Oh yeah, okay. Maxi Mittelstedt for seven point five million. I'm I'm not sure why that has escaped me, but Mittelstedt actually could be one of the best options on that match day. If I think about it, I, I'm not. I, I skipped him in my preparations, and I'm not sure why. Because now I'm seeing it. Dilrosson is out injured for the rest of the season. Plattenhardt is probably going to be back, which means that Mittelstedt will play as a left winger at home against an abysmal Frankfurt side. At least uh, if they're not playing Bremen, they, they play bad. And, uh, <laughs> um, so Mittelstedt for 7.5 million, out of the blue, on top of my shopping list, or he would be if I would make a change in defense i'm not sure i'm going to do but he's he's a great option yeah maybe a good option for those looking to maybe get rid of ben Zabayini and maybe they don't have enough funds to go up to philip max and now they've got brzezinski and mittelstedt to maybe work with yeah. uh, in the back line no very good options okay Köln against union final game of the 330 kickoffs now john cordoba is Köln's top scorer with 12 goals 10 of those have come on home soil although it is worth noting anthony modest has come off the bench to score three in his last four games and two of them were absolute belters it has to be said now you've mentioned cordoba but you've mentioned Oot, we've mentioned Kainz. Is there, again, anyone else on the shopping list? Uh, Jakobs. Oh, yeah. He's he's a great budget choice. He's a, He is taking a knock, but I think he'll be fine. And what we've seen from Gistol, like there's always speculation that he might be dropped at some point, but it's not happening. Because like with his athleticism, uh, he's pretty important to the pressing style that Cologne plays. Uh, and I think although he has sometimes, like, he's lacking composure on the ball and he should have scored at least once at Augsburg, uh, still think he's a valuable uh, asset uh, for Cologne and that makes him valuable in a fantasy game. Playing as a winger, being a defender in the game and costing you less than $2 million is, is a great recipe for success. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, then uh, let's move on to the evening game on Saturday. It is the big one, Bayern against Gladbach. Now, Gladbach have won three of their last five meetings with Bayern, but as we mentioned earlier, the context of this game is a little bit different uh, nowadays, and Gladbach weren't exactly in sparkling form in front of goal against Freiburg last time out. Uh, a couple of listener questions. Uh, at FF underscore Vader is asking for our thoughts on using the extra cash on Kimmich. I think it's fair to say, Flo, that's not a bad idea. Very good idea. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then the other one, I guess, uh, from actually underscore FPL and actually at FPL underscore Hefe, they've both kind of asked the same thing where it's about rotation. Now, Hansi Flick is definitely not a fan of rotation, uh, even after their midweek excerpts. And the question really is, it's midfield assets right now for Bayern. Where are we at with them? Because Gnabry had a, was out with a back injury. So we're wondering whether he's a safe pick. The question then is, you've got Coman, you've got Goretzka, you've got Perisic, and maybe, maybe even Joshua Turksey. Uh, I think uh, Leon Goretzka is the best choice in midfield for Bayern because we've got the uncertainty around Nabri. And apart from that, I think Goretzka is coming into his own for Bayern right now. He's looking like the best player in their squad. Uh, had, had a fantastic match at Leverkusen. And if Thiago is back, that's actually helping Goretzka for this match against Gladbach because he will play in a more attacking role mm. uh, than before. But even if he plays next to Kimmich, he's shown that he's got enormous fantasy value. And I don't expect him to not starting any game until the end of the season. So I think Goretzka, very safe pick for your fantasy team for a decent price tag. I'm not sure I mentioned it already, but it's 14.2 million. Yeah, I was going to say, and for a Bayern midfielder that is guaranteed starts, as, and I agree with you on that front, I think it's a, a very good point, you know, and it's unlike someone like Perisic, who is very boom or bust or Turksy, who isn't guaranteed to come into the starting lineup, but there's a chance, you know, those those guys are boom or bust. Um, whereas Goretzka, I think you're very much, uh, you've got a safe ceiling and a safe baseline to work with there. So let's move on to these Sunday games. Mainz against Augsburg. Mainz vice-captain Brzezinski has had, a, or had a hand in a game-high three-shot on goal against Eintracht Frankfurt as well as providing the assist for Nyakate's opener. Meanwhile, on the other side, no defender league-wide has scored more than Philip Max's eight goals this season. It's the same as Martin Hinteregger, but the thing is he's also contributed five assists. So if you were looking to dip into this game flow, is there anyone outside of those two players, Brzezinski and Max, that's worth looking at? I think Riddle Baku is a decent value option. I dismissed him a few weeks back, but I think... He has, he, he has improved a lot as an attacking wing back. Uh, was suspended at Frankfurt, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be back in the starting lineup and he's only 5.3 million. Uh, that, that would be, if I, if I can't make it up for, uh, to Florian Kainz or I need the flexibility of a standalone fixture, I think Riddle Baku is a good choice. And if you like want to spend even less, I think Zarin, Rin Baze, just 1.8 million, also a midfielder in the game, plays in a very attacking role. And I expect him to keep his starting job over Eduard Löwen uh, for that match because uh, Augsburg had a pretty good game against Cologne. They sh- should have been uh, ahead at halftime. And I don't think that Heiko Herrlich will change his starting lineup. Yeah, no, I mean, Serenren Beze was absolutely brilliant um, on the weekend. He caused Köln's backline all sorts of problems. And what, he's 1.8 million as a midfielder in the fantasy game. So yeah, uh, I think that's a very viable option uh, out there. Okay, final game of Matchday 31, Schalke against Leverkusen. This fixture between teams that have 12 times finished as Bundesliga runners-up has not ended goalless since October 2000, which is two and a half years before Florian Witz was born uh, magnificently. Uh, But that's a very good prospect for fantasy owners now we touched on Leverkusen earlier is there anything you want to add to this fixture that you didn't say earlier Flo no it's it's a big headache because of the uncertainty around the Leverkusen squad and that's the problem 
uh, with, and I, I hate it that it's the last kickoff time of the match day. That makes it even worse. If you want to, you, you feel good. You, you have one in the bank to bring on and then it's like the player's not starting. That's, that's bad. And that's the reason that I would concentrate on bringing in Harvards. If you get positive news out of the presser, uh, I expect him to be back. And if you want a striker, Diaby would be the guy, just because of the uncertainty around Folland and Alario. And like we talked about, Bellarabi uh, got in, uh, himself injured at Saarbrücken. And like he, he's not a definite starter if he's healthy. So I, I'm hard pressed to believe that Peter Bosch will start him if he's like not 100% recovered from a hamstring. Uh, issue. Yeah, no, I don't think there's really anything to add. Uh, it's a big gamble. There's a lot of boom or bust potential in there, but as it's the last game, uh, it is a real headache. And in fairness, both both of the Sunday games, I think, are a real headache, especially for a lot of those players that are looking for two strikers and looking for flexibility. Even the Sunday game really isn't offering too much. But uh, let's talk about player picks then for match day 31. And since we've been talking about boom or bust all day, uh, a Vegas choice seems an appropriate place to start, Flo. So who are you going for? Yeah, I'm going with Erling Haaland. I just changed oh. it after he said the, the presser. 14.5 million. No question that he could be the highest scoring striker on this match day pretty easily, but he could as well just rot on the bench. And if he, like, if he's not starting and the game goes well for Dortmund, I'm not, I'm not sure how many minutes he'll get from Favre. So, uh, comes with risk. But the reward could be enormous for Erling Haaland. Well, it, it could indeed. Um, I'm going even more of a gamble. Um, and I mentioned this was the name that I had in my back pocket earlier as a boom or bust player. And I think he does fit the bill very well. And he also does offer you flexibility on the Sunday. And it's Florian Niederlechner. Now, I know he hasn't scored in 857 minutes of Bundesliga action, but he probably should have at least once against Köln if it weren't for the heroics of Timo Horn. And... I just have a feeling that a game against Mainz could be the time that he ends that goal drought. And we all know what he was capable of producing in terms of fantasy returns earlier this season when he went on this incredible goal scoring run. Uh, he is still the club's top scorer with 11 goals to his name. And so, yeah, Vegas choice to the max. But I, I, I have a feeling he may end up in my team this weekend. I feel like I'm in a gambling mood with Florian Niederlechner and I need that flexibility up front. So that's one for everyone to consider. Yeah. Have you, uh, James, have you, have you heard uh, why Niederlechner misplaced the penalty? Uh, no. Why? Did, he, did he claim? Yeah, yeah. He said afterwards, like he was getting through the ball and uh, uh, Leisner, the Cologne defender, shouted at Timo Horn, he said, you know where he shoots, Timo. And he changed his mind of where to put the ball. He said afterwards, oh. like, oh. You, while he was stepping up, he was changing his mind because of the, the shout of Leisner and decided to go to the left instead of the right where he wanted to place the ball. And yeah, I think it's pretty funny story because that's happened like in lower league. Sunday league football all the time that yeah. <laughs> a player gets disrupted while taking a penalty like this. 
I've never heard that that's happening actually in the Bundesliga. So well, uh, it, kudos to to Tony yeah. Leisner for making that happen. Yeah, definitely. It probably wouldn't happen if it was a, a full stadium as well. You know, that yeah. wouldn't necessarily have been as audible. Um, but yeah the, yeah, the mind games that can now be played in empty stadiums, brilliant from Tony Leisner. Love it. Okay, well, hopefully he gets another penalty and doesn't have someone chatting in his ear then this weekend because he is my Vegas choice. But let's move on to Super Schnepchen. Who are you going for? Uh, I have a two-way tie, so I'm mentioning both. It's Ismail Jakobs for one point. Seven talked about him, defender, and Zaren Rehn Bazet for 1.8. Really, really great values this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine does come with an element of risk, and it may seem like an obvious choice, but 1.2 million Joshua Turksey for Bayern, I think, could be maybe worth the gamble if you are trying to, to bust your budget a little bit. And in midfield, uh, a player that, if he does play, will be up front, um, as we've seen in the past when he's replaced Lewandowski uh, when he got injured earlier this season and was scoring with basically almost every touch of the ball he made. So, yeah, there is an element of risk because there's no guarantee that he will be in the starting lineup, but if he is, that could pay off big and be a really nice super schnepchen. How about banker time, Flo? I've been having a, a torrid time of picking my banker, so of course I'll come to you first. <laughs> I'm going with Leon Goretzka. I think he's he's done enough to get mentioned here, not just as an option, but as a great option. One of the best price-considered midfielders in the game right now, I think from now till the end of the season. Yeah, you know what? We talk about Bayern players being too obvious, but I, I don't think Goretzka is an obvious choice because he won't be in a lot of people's teams. So I like that choice. Yeah. Uh, now, the thing is, I've had a torrid time with my banker. The good news for me is that after Andre Silva picked up just one point last week, it can't get any worse. But I'm going a little outside the box. He is someone we've mentioned. I'm going to throw Philip Max's name into the mix here. Uh, the Augsburg left back who was in fine form last weekend. And I'd like to see him recreate that form. Again, he offers that flexibility uh, on on. Sunday as well, which is a valuable, valuable thing. I actually, I can't believe I've picked two Augsburg players in my player picks, but I've gone for it, Flo. Mm. This is the type of game that I like to play in the fantasy world. Yeah. Uh, but Philip Max right now is currently sitting in my pre-made transfers, ready to go and hit confirm because I do like the prospect of him against Mites. So that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter and give us a like on Facebook if you haven't yet. Join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now, from me, your host, James Harrogate Flo, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern. <laughs>